We look at hymns again, hymns of testimony today. Hey, welcome. It's time for another look into the life and message of Elizabeth Elliot. She called us to live to a higher standard, not satisfied with just a little religion. As this series continues in the coming weeks, we'll hear from family, friends, and others who were influenced by Elizabeth's life and message. We have two Gateway to Joy programs today. First, it's If You Will Only Let God Guide You and I Take Thy Promise, Lord. Are you familiar with those hymns? Later on, we'll hear about Like a River Glorious and Be Still My Soul. We'll be hearing from Kathy Rieg. She's the president of the Elizabeth Elliott Foundation with a story about uh, going to an antique store. Juana Michaels, a friend of Elizabeth, talks about what she learned from her and and about putting it into practice. First, though, it's Gateway to Joy 52. If you will only let God guide you, and I take thy promise, Lord. Are you familiar with those two hymns? You are loved with an everlasting love. That's what the Bible says, and underneath are the everlasting arms. This is your friend Elizabeth Elliot talking again today about the great hymns of my life. I'm just sold on memorizing hymns, singing hymns in the family. I'm convinced that anybody can learn to sing, and singing families generally seem to be families with good voices. So start your children early, start them learning to sing. The Bible says that we're to sing and make melody in our hearts to the Lord. And so often, if you've memorized the great hymns, then in times of real need and distress, you find that a hymn will come to mind and you can sing and make melody in your heart to the Lord. And it just changes the whole climate of things. So the hymn that I want to call to your attention today is one which has always meant a great deal to me, if you will only let God guide you. And hope in him through all your ways, whatever comes, he'll stand beside you to bear you through the evil days. Who trusts in God's unchanging love, builds on the rock that cannot move. Second stanza, only be still and wait his leisure in cheerful hope with heart content to take whate'er the Father's pleasure and all discerning love have sent. Nor doubt our inmost wants are known to him who chose us for his own. Just a couple of weeks ago, I was speaking in California at my son-in-law's church in Laguna Niguel, and to my delight, the people in charge of the conference had asked my daughter to sing, and she chose to sing this hymn, knowing that it is one of my favorites. She does have a very lovely contralto voice, I think, if I, as her mother, do say so myself, and uh, it just meant a lot to me to hear Valerie sing this. The third stanza, sing, pray, and swerve not from his ways, but do your part in conscience true. Trust his rich promises of grace so shall they be fulfilled in you. God hears the call of those in need. 
the souls that trust in him indeed. This is a hymn that expresses a pliable soul, a heart open, surrendered, to let God guide. If only we were willing for God's way, if only we would make up our minds in advance that we will do whatever he shows us, we would find that it's not nearly so difficult to discover his will. I think the greatest obstacle to discovering the will of God is our own wills. If we're unwilling to trust him enough to say, Lord, I'll do anything you say, it's only reasonable to assume that it's going to be very difficult to discover his will because he shows his will to those that are willing. The psalmist again and again prayed for the will of God. Lead me in a plain path. Teach me thy way. Show me the way to go. The Lord is my shepherd. He leadeth me in paths of righteousness. But if we insist upon being foolish and stubborn and willful and wayward sheep, we're going to have trouble, find ourselves in thickets and falling over precipices. So look at that first stanza. If you will only let God guide you and hope in him through all your ways, whatever comes, he'll stand beside you to bear you through the evil days. You who are in the midst of what seem like very evil days right now. Remember that they won't be forever. God wants to guide you through the dark valley and through the deep waters, who trusts in God's unchanging love, builds on the rock that cannot move. Hope in his love. Put your trust in his willingness to guide you, in his unfailing presence, and remember, all that grieves is only for a moment. All that grieves is only for a moment. He'll bear you through the evil days. If you trust in God's unchanging love, you build on a rock that nothing can move. That's an unshakable foundation, isn't it? I hope that you'll see the application of these truths to your own day today. I don't know what your day holds for you, Pleasures, difficulties, fears, responsibilities. All of you have responsibilities, surely. Responsibilities to other people. Do you need God's guidance for that? Do you need his wisdom and his strength? Do you feel inadequate to meet the challenge of today? Just let God guide you. I remember using this hymn when I was praying about what mission field God wanted me to go to. I didn't know what kind of work God wanted me to do. Was I to be a medical missionary? Was I to be a linguist? And what about this man, Jim Elliott, that I was in love with? This hymn came out in the InterVarsity hymn book, which was published first, I think, in 1947 or 48. And many of the hymns in that original InterVarsity hymn book became the ones that Jim and I sang the most and memorized. So here's one of them. Another hymn, which is in that book, and I'm not even sure that it's in the current edition. I know that it was in the original one. But it's the hymn called, I Take Thy Promise. I've told you about our family devotions and how my father 
recognized his responsibility to feed his children spiritually every day. And he required that all of us troop into the living room from the breakfast table and sing a hymn together before he read the Bible and then prayed. And we went usually straight through a hymn book. We didn't skip around and we didn't sing just favorites because he wanted us to learn many great hymns. But on April 5th, 1952, which was the day on which I was to sail for the first time to Ecuador, South America, as a missionary, my father made an exception to the rule. He asked me what I would like to sing. This was the hymn I chose. It really was prophetic. I didn't know at the time how prophetic and how applicable it would be, but I think it applies to everyone's life. And because I don't have the hymn in front of me, I will do my best to repeat all the verses. I think I know all the verses, but I may stumble around a little bit. The words are these, I take thy promise, Lord, in all its length and breadth and fullness as my daily strength. Into life's future, fearless, I may gaze for Jesus. Thou art with me all the days. Days there may be of sadness and distress when sin has power to tempt and cares to press. Days there may be of joy and deep delight when earth seems fairest and her skies most bright. Then draw me closer to thee, lest I rest elsewhere, my Savior, than upon thy breast. I've thought a lot about that particular verse because it's not so difficult for us to want to run to the bosom of the Father when we're in trouble on those days of darkness and distress when sin has power to tempt and care to press. But aren't most of us much less likely to remember to thank the Lord and to run to his bosom in gladness and praise in the days of joy and deep delight when earth seems fairest and her skies most bright? Then draw me closer to thee, lest I rest elsewhere, my Savior, than upon thy breast. And then this verse, which means so much, and all the other days that make my life marked by no special joy or grief or strife, days filled with quiet duties, trivial care, burdens too small for other hearts to share. That describes most of the days of most of our lives, doesn't it? Days filled with quiet duties, trivial cares, burdens too small for other hearts to share. And the last stanza draws them all together. Spend thou these days with me, all shall be thine. So shall the darkest hour with glory shine. Then when these earthly years have passed away, may I be with thee in the eternal day. That hymn is called, I Take Thy Promise. I hope that maybe you can find it in an old hymn book. If you can get a hold of the original InterVarsity hymnal published back in 1948 or so, you can certainly find it there. May the Lord make the words of the hymns that you sing real in your own life. May you use them in your prayer life. I've found that to be wonderfully helpful in mine. That was Gateway to Joy 52 as we continue looking at hymns this week. If you will only let God guide you, and I take thy promise, Lord. 
Later, two very familiar hymns, Like a River Glorious and Be Still My Soul. First, though, let's hear from Kathy Rieg. Kathy is the president of the Elizabeth Elliott Foundation. Let's hear about a visit to an antique store. Well, the first time I met Elizabeth was in the 1990s, the mid-90s. And she was at a women's conference in the Ozarks. So my friends and I had taken a, we'd taken a van and taken the long trip from Louisiana. And we were just excited to spend the weekend hearing this woman that we did all admired, you know, and had, she'd mentored us from afar in her books and, so when we did meet her, when she was standing at the podium and then she came down and greeted and um, we purchased books and different things, she was just very approachable, very kind, very warm. The story that really was interesting was actually on the drive home from the conference in the Ozarks. We girls decided to stop at uh, an antique store at the back of the very back of the store, I spotted this dresser that looked exactly like the dresser that I had for my childhood. And it was a unique dresser that was, it was oak and carved and had a diamond shaped mirror on it. Here I am in Arkansas and I was raised in Indiana. So it was kind of a profound thing to see this dresser. But as I got closer to it, I noticed that there was kind of a worn book sitting on the dresser. And so I picked up the book and when I opened it up, it was the first edition of Through Gates of Splendor. And it was like, my jaw just dropped. Only God could have orchestrated that. Just coming away from Elizabeth's talk and hearing about, you know, her life with Jim and those very words that were on the page of Through Gates of Splendor right there, it was like God just ordained that moment. That was Kathy Reek. Later on, we'll hear from Elizabeth's friend, Juana Michaels, as she talks about what she learned and about putting it into practice later today. First, though, a look at those two very loved and familiar hymns, Like a River Glorious and Be Still My Soul. It's Gateway to Joy 53. This is your friend, Elizabeth Elliot, talking with you again today about the great hymns of my life. The one that I want to talk to you about today is Like a River Glorious by that marvelous hymn writer, Frances Ridley Havergal, a single woman born in the 19th century whose whole life was poured out for the Lord. One of those women who never married, never had the joys of a husband and a family, but gave herself for the life of the world and for the sake of the body. I read her biography many years ago, and it was one of those books that inspired my own spiritual life. I wanted to be as consecrated as Frances Ridley Havergal was. She wrote many hymns that are perhaps more familiar to some of you than this particular one. One that many of you would know is Take My Life, and let it be consecrated, Lord, to thee. Like a river glorious is God's perfect peace, over all victorious in its bright increase. Perfect, 
yet it floweth fuller every day. Perfect, yet it groweth deeper all the way. The chorus says, Stayed upon Jehovah, hearts are fully blessed, finding, as he promised, perfect peace and rest. Hidden in the hollow of his blessed hand, never foe can follow, never traitor stand. Not a surge of worry, not a shade of care, not a blast of hurry. Touch the spirit there. Every joy or trial falleth from above, traced upon our dial by the sun of love. We may trust him fully, all for us to do. They who trust him wholly find him wholly true. It was when I was a college student that this hymn became so meaningful to me. Like a river glorious is God's perfect peace. And we used to sing this very lustily as a family. I have four brothers and one sister. I was the soprano, my sister was the alto, and two of my brothers were bass and two were baritone. And so we always sang parts. My parents both played the piano, as did almost all the six of us. I'm not quite sure which ones didn't, but I think most of us at some time or other did play the piano. So we would take turns playing the piano, but everybody would sing. And I remember particularly singing this hymn when I was a Bible school student in Alberta. I went to a Bible school called Prairie Bible Institute up in Three Hills, Alberta, a school founded by a wonderful man by the name of L.E. Maxwell, author of a number of books, a man who had gone from Kansas City Bible College, I think it was, up to the prairies of Alberta because there were some farmers up there that wanted some Bible teaching. And they had written down to Kansas City Bible College asking if there was a student graduating who could come up and teach them the Bible. And so Ellie Maxwell volunteered and he went up there and started out with seven people in a farmhouse. And he was a most remarkable man. There were 1,600 students by the time I was there. And to hear that great tabernacle full of students singing this hymn was just a wonderful experience. And I remember the Dean of Women, Miss Ruth Deering, quoting those verses, they who trust him wholly find him wholly true. And I have found that to be true. The deeper my faith goes, the more I trust him, the more evidence I find of his absolute trustworthiness. And those of you that are a little shaky on whether or not you really can trust God, well, my advice to you is take the risk. Just bank everything on him. Take that leap, and you will find the more fully you trust him, the truer he will be to you. Then when I went off finally to Ecuador in 1952, I spent the first six months learning Spanish, living with a national family that didn't speak any English in the city of Quito. But the highlight of the week was when we would go out on the bus, Jim Elliott, Pete Fleming, Dorothy Jones, and I, the four new missionaries, would take the bus out to HCJB, the missionary radio station, where they had a program every Sunday night called the Back Home Hour. 
that program was in English. They were broadcasting, I think, in 24 different languages, but they had English programs as well. So it was a thrill, having listened to Spanish six days a week, to go out there to HCJB and sit in the studio while this radio program was going on. And I can remember there singing this hymn then. Hidden in the hollow of his blessed hand, never foe can follow, never traitor stand. Not a surge of worry, not a shade of care, not a blast of hurry touch the spirit there. Well, I keep uh, telling you that these are the great hymns of my life, and, and I've had to leave out so many that are like milestones in my life. I haven't got time to tell you my whole life story, have I? And you'd probably be bored to tears if I did, but there's hardly a hymn in my repertoire that doesn't have very vivid memories connected with it. The next hymn that I want to give you is Be Still My Soul. And this is often sung to the tune Finlandia, the tune of the hymn We Rest on Thee, Our Shield and Our Defender, that the five men, my husband and four missionary colleagues, sang on the evening before they departed for Auka territory. But the words that I want to give you today are from Catherine A. von Schlegel's German original, translated by Jane Borthwick. And these are the words. Be still, my soul. The Lord is on thy side. Bear patiently the cross of grief or pain. Leave to thy God to order and provide. In every change, he faithful will remain. Be still, my soul. Thy best Thy heavenly friend, through thorny ways, leads to a joyful end. Be still, my soul, thy God doth undertake to guide the future as he has the past. Thy hope, thy confidence, let nothing shake. All, now mysterious, shall be bright at last. Be still, my soul, the waves and winds still know his voice who ruled them while he dwelt below. Be still, my soul, the hour is hastening on when we shall be forever with the Lord, when disappointment, grief, and fear are gone, sorrow forgot, love's purest joys restored. Be still, my soul, when change and tears are past, all safe and blessed we shall meet at last. And this meant a lot to me when I was a brand new missionary living for the first time in the jungle. As I mentioned yesterday, I lived in Quito when I was learning Spanish. That was the first six months in Ecuador, 1952. And then in the fall of that year, I moved down into the Western jungle to work with two English women missionaries, Barbara and Doreen, with a tribe of Indians called the Colorados. I lived in a thatched roofed house along with my American colleague, Dorothy Jones, and next door were Doreen and Barbara. And there were many uncertainties. During that year, there were three staggering losses. I've told the story of that year in my book, These Strange Ashes, a book that deals with disappointments and difficulties and losses, and the fact that any new work that God gives us to do is going to turn out to be very different from what we imagined it to be. 
and I don't think I've ever talked to any returned missionary who didn't agree, that missionary work turned out to be very different from what he expected. Well, what do we expect when we follow the Lord? Jesus was never guilty of false advertising. He told his disciples that if they followed him obediently and faithfully, they would have tribulation. But his word to them was, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. I had some difficulties even with fellow missionaries. Can you imagine that? And I was always longing and wishing that Jim Elliott, who was way over on the other side of the Andes working with a different tribe of Indians, would someday, somehow, propose to me, which eventually, as you know, he did. But in the meantime, waiting for five and a half years for God's will about marriage, you can understand why this hymn meant so much to me. Be still, my soul. Thy God doth undertake to guide the future as he has the past. Thy hope, thy confidence, let nothing shake. All, now mysterious, shall be bright at last. And those lines bear patiently the cross of grief or pain. Leave to thy God to order and provide. If only I could just take you by the hand and look into your face and say, leave it to God. Just leave it to God to order and provide. In every change, he faithful will remain. Are some of you on the verge of moving or you've just moved? I met a lady the other day that said they had moved 31 times in 22 years. Can you top that? In every change, he faithful will remain. Be still, my soul. The psalmist says, be still and know that I am God. That was Gateway to Joy 53. Elizabeth loved hymns. And those were Like a River Glorious and Be Still My Soul. Well, before we go, we hear from Elizabeth's friend, Juana Michaels. She talks about something she learned from Elizabeth and how the learning shouldn't stop with us. We can help others with what we've learned. As I think back in those early days when Mary was born totally blind, I'm remembering now that when she was one month old, it was Mother's Day, 1997, and I wrote a letter to the many women who had been praying and helping in so many ways when Mary was born. And just as I was preparing this talk, I was reflecting on how so much of the letter how God was ministering to me was through the many ways that Elizabeth had helped me in the years leading up to this, not knowing in my time of need, so much of this would come flooding back to me. Just even her name, Mary, be it unto me according to your word. Have your way in my life. That was a verse that I learned from Elizabeth. A friend of Elizabeth Elliot, Juana Michaels. Well, we've come to the end of our time together. Let me thank you, though, for letting us come into your home, your office, maybe along with you as you uh, jog, wherever we have found you today. Thanks for uh, coming along and being a part of our listening family. Be sure to leave a podcast review the next time you get a chance. On behalf of the Elizabeth Elliott Foundation, in cooperation with the Bible Broadcasting Network, let me invite you to check out all the resources 
at elizabethelliot.org. Lectures, talks, devotionals, videos, Gateway to Joy programs, and other resources. Elizabeth with an S, elizabethelliot.org. And until next time, may God remind you daily that you are loved with an everlasting love. And underneath, that's right, are the everlasting arms. Thank you.